Hey guys, welcome back to the Intentionally You podcast. This is episode six and we're talking all about how to get to know yourself as a continuation from last week's episode. Hope you enjoy. Sounds weird, doesn't it? <laughs> so, one of the most valuable things you can do while working on self-investigation is journaling. And I know it makes so many people groan and be like, oh, I've never really been into that. But if you just actually give it a shot in your adult life, because remember, just because you didn't like something when you were 10 or 15 or 18 or whatever does not mean you will not like it today. Even if you didn't like something yesterday, it doesn't mean that you won't like it today because we change all the time. Our taste buds change, our life changes, our perspective changes. So journaling is a really good way to evaluate where you are now, where you have been and where you would like to be. And I feel like it's quite valuable with intention setting and working on gratitude and all that stuff. But some prompts can be a really good way to like think of some questions to find out who you are and it can help you lead into some free writing which is a great exercise where you put pen to paper and you try and write without thinking so it might start off being a bit weird but then you just literally let your hand move and if you set a timer it could be a really good way to do it so it might be helpful to start by asking a question and then letting it just come out by doing your best to not consciously write something if that makes sense like you want to be kind of writing until Okay, at the start, you might be like, okay, here's the answer to this question. But then try and let your hand just keep moving and the words that are in your mind will come out. And eventually, sometimes you find that you've given yourself really good advice in something you've written, but you've not been like kind of conscious of it. And a lot of people say that's like your inner knowing or even some people say it's your spirit guides kind of channeling through you to give you the advice you're actually looking for or the information you're looking for. Have you ever done a bit of free writing, chat? Not really, no, but that is something it. I think quite cool. Yeah, I actually, there's loads of things I've learned today, uh, oh, researching for the podcast and and from this recording this podcast that I've already written notes in my notebook of things I'm going to yes. go and want to do. Oh, that's, um, so, that's good though, because that means that other people might feel like that as well, which is good. I'm happy about that. Oh, yes. Yeah, I love it. So, some examples of journal prompts. Uh, I just found these online, so obviously, anyone can find loads online, but you know, it might be, what would your ideal day look like? What do you value most in life? How can you take better care of yourself? These are just questions you might write down and then try and answer because you might find that when you ask yourself these questions, it might be like, oh, I obviously know the answer to that question. But when you start writing an answer and you give it the actual time and energy to like sit with the you know kinetic movement of the pen against the paper or you know your fingers against the laptop or whatever, you might find that you kind of give yourself eye-opening moments so like if you say how can you take better care of yourself and you start thinking you know well I could be healthier or whatever if you start going into more detail you might find that the important thing that you needed to know comes out a bit later into what you've been writing if you if you let yourself be free when you ask yourself a question on paper the true the true answer might take a few sentences to come out because we kind of write what the ego wants us to write or what we think other people expect of us but when you give yourself time to like let it be free writing like keep writing keep writing even if you feel like what am I even writing about the thoughts that are clouding your head can come out and get out of the way and then after that is the real wisdom that we all have an inner wisdom inside us it just gets clouded by all this other random shit that's in our heads all the time Um, very true yeah so like even like a good question to ask yourself is like okay who was the most responsible adult that I knew when I was growing up? 
And then from that, you can say, okay, what qualities made that person responsible? And then you can say, okay, what qualities do I have that remind me of that person? And then from there, you might realize that you didn't really have anyone responsible around you growing up. Or maybe you did, but you didn't relate to that person. Or maybe you did, and you've taken on too much of that because you've over become responsible. It's like you can ask yourself all these different questions about what you've recognized as as you were growing up, but also what you recognize about your life now. You know, it might be who is the most responsible person you know right now? And it might be you, or it might be somebody that you consider your mum friend that every time you go raving is the person that has like the gum and the lipstick and everything. Do you know what I mean? There's there's different people, but when you ask these questions to yourself that you might not usually ask yourself because you're not really given the opportunity so you don't really find a reason to but if you intentionally think okay let me ask myself quite a few questions you self-interview through journals like journal prompts and stuff like that you will be able to find out more about how you see the world than you might have originally done so without asking yourself these questions like Say if you were going to go on a TV show and it's like a reality TV show and they ask you to do like a video about who you are and um, some interesting stories about yourself. You might, if you don't usually ask yourself these questions, be faced with this for the first time. And then a lot of the time in those situations, people are like, yeah, I really got to know myself when I did this because they were forced into a situation where they had to describe themselves. But you can just do that for yourself now. And you might find out that you like yourself so much that you would like to be on TV and you would like people to find out about you because you're a good person or you're an interesting person. And sometimes it takes you interviewing yourself in a way to find out what is really going on inside your spirit and your in your mind and your soul and everything. Yeah, it's such a cool idea and so, so true. I love that. So true, so true, so true. So true. Sorry. All I speak is facts. Yeah, I mean, there's there's another thing as well that I found really valuable in my healing work. And it might not be valuable to everybody, depending on what your life history has been. But I, I genuinely think it will be because even if you might have had quite a good grow like childhood growing up or um not really seen that many issues or anything, it can be really useful to evaluate that anyway by looking into the concept of your inner child and your inner child is basically I mean you can have lots of inner children because you've been lots of versions of yourself as you were growing up so like your inner child of being four years old might be quite different to your inner child that's nine years old but when you start researching about what an inner child is and you realize obviously when you look at like child development children are supposed to go through different developmental stages as they go through life like as they're getting older they learn different things they might be like they learn how to say no or they learn how to you know defend themselves or there's loads of different things but as an example they learn how to say no and you usually will learn the word no when you're a toddler but if when you were growing up it wasn't safe for you to and when I say I mean you might have had just like not like abuse or anything but just like it might not have been you weren't allowed to say that much when you were growing up, you know, your parents kind of made you be a bit quiet when you were in a group situation or whatever, then you might not have learned how to say no in a way that meant you actually got the autonomy. And that autonomy can affect how you live now. Because if you never really learned how to say no comfortably and be okay with the fact you've said no to something, you never had permission to have full autonomy over your own situations. Now, as an adult, you might find it much harder to ever say no to something it, like say your boss asks you to work late but you've actually got plans and 
you don't really want to, or you don't have to, but you find it hard to say no. So you don't say no, you just say, okay. And then you're miserable and you're not living the life you want to live because you don't know how to say no. So it's important to go through some workbooks or even just research it a little bit if you can about inner child work, because, you know, how you identify with yourself through the ages and how you can work to heal parts of yourself through like reparenting your inner child and also honoring them by doing things you enjoyed when you were a child will allow you to live a much more free and smart life now like if it's that when you were three you didn't exactly get what you wanted all the time then when you're at work and something bad happens and you've got to stay longer or whatever then you might be in a situation where your inner child is like I don't want to do that. I'm having a tantrum. Like, you know, when you have like a bit of inner tantrum, that can be because you weren't allowed to have the kind of tantrum that you should have been able to have when you were a child. And that's not to slate anyone's parents. And it's not necessarily saying that your parents didn't do a good enough job, but it doesn't matter about that. What matters is what you're doing about how it actually is. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't matter so much about saying, oh, somebody didn't do a good job or anything, although maybe they did, maybe they didn't. But the more important thing is, okay, but how is this kind of thing affecting me now? Is it that when I was a child, you know, in this book that I've got, it's called the Inner Child Workbook. There's like so many exercises and stuff. It's actually one of my recommendations today. But for example, it's so true what you say about the no thing though. And I think I can really resonate with that because I find it really, really difficult to say no. And I don't know if that's because I feel like I can't, deal with conflict very well and I don't like sticking up for myself so mm-hmm. I feel like if I was to say no and was then questioned I'd then back down and then feel silly and say yes anyway yeah. or it's because I think there's a big expectation that you should always say yes especially if it's like for help helping someone or something mm. or I know that I might say no but I won't say no I'll always be like oh I'm, I'm, sorry, I can't, I can't. I'm, I'm and I'll make a lie or something yeah. and it's like I feel like saying no in society is quite a Mm. We have to, we're the ones that get to control whether we accept that saying no is bad or if we yeah. change that and say actually no like actually no <laughs> um no. <laughs> no so for example like how well you fit into your social groups the degree of comfort you feel with your co-workers and close friends and the degree of self-confidence or self-consciousness you feel when you have to perform or compete and the success you experience in a career or starting to complete projects are all related to how well you mastered these tasks when you were beha- between the ages of six and twelve so like the middle school years, right? Uh, and fitting in was really important. And, you know, how well you survived like a peer review at this point will usually demonstrate how much self-confidence you feel as an adult. So that's quite important, you know, like obviously that's about what we were talking about earlier, about being bullied in school and stuff. And now like say in this book, it kind of talks about identifying it. So there's exercises about how you respond today. And for example, there's like questions down the side here. And then it says like always, often, sometimes, rarely, never. And for this particular subject of acceptance of and by peers, you know, it can say, it says like, I feel unaccepted by most of my peers. And then the next one is, I feel judged by most people my age or those in my profession. Or I feel like I have little in common with people my own age or those in my profession. Or I feel excluded from the activities of others. Uh, I do not belong to organizations because I feel self-conscious when I go to gatherings socially I feel out of place you know that kind of thing or I avoid certain professional positions because I would have to talk in front of others all these things can be affected by how when you were between six and twelve you felt around people your own age and that is now going to have a massive impact on you so when you go through and think about your identity 
it's really important to not just sweep under the rug the things that happened to you or the things you felt when you were younger and you might not even have recognized those at the time but when you go through and I mean these lists go on for ages tests for each different like developmental stage and it can really give you a chance to think do I feel clumsy participating in any sport or do I experience problems in my relationship because I promise to take care of things and then fail to do so do you know what I mean like a lot of this stuff comes down to breaking it up. So like acceptance of and by peers that like we've been speaking about is actually break, breaks down into like fitting in socially, public speaking, uh, task completion and self-discipline, which is a massive issue in my life, like trying to be self-disciplined. And now I find I'm quite on top of that, but there's been times in my life where I didn't want to be self-disciplined because I didn't feel like that was really me, but that was because I didn't know who I was because I was letting what's happened around me dictate who I saw myself as. Yeah, I understand where you're coming from. You what do you mean by self-disciplined? Yeah, okay. So, for example, <clears throat> these are the questions under self-discipline. I describe myself as a procrastinator and feel lazy when it comes to getting things done. Always, yeah. often, sometimes, rarely, or never. I worry yeah. about going into business for myself for fear that I do not have the self-discipline to succeed. So you'd have to get a lot of things done. Always. Yeah. I have sabotaged my professional advancement because of my inability to meet deadlines. Maybe, but maybe not. And maybe I experience not. problems in my relationships because I promise to take care of things and then fail to do so. Now, yeah. not all of the things will be necessarily related to you directly, but it's a way of saying, okay, if I take quite a lot of things on the always or often or sometimes side, that might mean that this is something I need to go back and look at and evaluate about myself and think, okay, do I need to do some work on this so I can feel more grown and more comfortable in who I am and how I approach life? I'll give you another example. As I think I need this book. book. Okay, so for example, the young inner adult is a big one. So, you know, it says here, like, between the ages of 17 and 21, you began to be treated as an adult. Learning how to be responsible and manage your time were important issues at this age. You began to relate to others more maturely. You learned how to provide and defend for yourself as you prepared to go to college or get married or find a job and move out on your own. Goals became more concrete as you began to discover what you wanted from life and made plans to achieve those goals. At least that's how it's supposed to be. Now, the exercise test, like there's loads of exercises in the script, but the tests are just to show you yourself. So ability to provide for yourself, maybe like, I am irresponsible about paying my monthly bills on time. I do not take care of my laundry, prepare my meals and clean or contribute to my cleaning my home. Or like, it could be like level of responsibility. So when someone asks me to do something, even though I agree, I do not follow through. Or when I get a parking or speeding ticket, I do not pay it on time. Or if I cannot keep an appointment instead of calling to cancel, I just don't show up. That's something that I've done a lot in my life when I've been scared of going to doctors and stuff. But a lot of these things actually don't apply to me in my situation, but I've, it's interesting to see how like you know it comes under like career satisfaction so I feel unmotivated to pursue the credentials I need for me to do what I want to do professionally or I do not select jobs that fully reflect my professional capabilities or gender induced beliefs come into it like all these different things like this is a funny one because it's kind of like late on in the game like the more interesting ones for me personally are like ones that are like young child slash teenager like okay this is really interesting I feel oh, like this gone. one will be relative to you and has been to me as well. Hold on. So the young inner child. Um, so this is like how you feel about yourself and your body, how you deal with and respect the positive and ne negative qualities in yourself and others, and how and how you experience these issues when you're between the ages of three and six. 
Um, and this period was when you became to learn the difference between good and bad behavior. When you were good, so acting like the adults in your life expected and wanted you to act, you were rewarded. But when you were bad, acting in ways that were unacceptable to these adults, you were punished. These rewards may have been in the form of praise, or you may have been given special food, toys, or outings. Punishment may have been emotional, you may have been humiliated or teased, or your parents may have ignored you, or it may have been physical, blah, 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 blah. Um, so then the questions that come under this are about self-criticism, criticism of others, shame and unworthiness. So under self-criticism, I focus on things about myself that I do not like. If I do one thing wrong at work, I obsess about that mistake and discount any achievements I made that day. Mm. I spend a great deal of time worrying about what others think of me. My internal dialogue is made up of self-deprecating statements. And then criticism of others. I am very judgmental of others. I have a hard time accepting the imperfections of my friends. I dislike people who are too fat or too skinny. That's fucking horrible. If I'm a part, <laughs> if I'm at a party, I feel more that's secure if I feel like I look better than most of the people there, which I feel like most of us feel like that. Yeah, uh, which is not that healthy, is it? Um, or like under shame and unworthiness. If something goes wrong at work, I assume I am responsible. That's something I've really struggled with. If a store clerk is rude to me, I assume I must have done something wrong. I feel embarrassed or angry if I offer my services to someone and help is refused. I believe it is conceited to say positive things about myself or all or nothing thinking. If a friend says she, he or she will meet me and I is late, I refuse to make plans with that person again. Fucking hell. Um, but do you know what I mean? Like, I'm, the, I'm the person that's late. <laughs> yeah, me too. If I made a mistake while participating in a new activity, I never engage in that activity again. That's like Dan, he hates doing that. But yeah, you know, body image and sexuality. When I look in the mirror at my body, I focus on what I want to change. I have sex with someone because I do not know any other way to feel close. You know, different things like that. Being overly responsible comes under it. It's just really interesting and how these, these quite direct questions and then where you put under always, often, sometimes, rarely or never really does make you evaluate, okay, is that statement true of me? And how often is it true of me? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I really love this because when I what I thought the inner child was people were always like oh you need to connect with your inner child and I always thought it was like playing more being a bit more fun or it dancing or, or drawing it is that as well but I feel like people kind of use that as like a cover for not doing the real work which is yeah, actually like doing I a really lot of like emotional things that have yeah. made your inner child need that support and doing things where you play for your inner child and give your inner child love and support and do things that, that it likes is important but it comes secondary to telling that inner child that's this little version of you inside of you that it's loved and supported and it's okay to make mistakes and it's okay to you know need help and blah 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 like that comes from recognizing which parts of your inner child need healing and then also doing the work to heal them which is sometimes a bit yeah. fucking weird and embarrassing but you have to give yourself the opportunity to play as well and create joy in yourself, which usually comes from doing things that align with who you actually want to be and your actual intentions feel alive. I think moving along with your inner child is more about doing more of what you love after you've done a lot of this work or as well yeah. as doing a lot of this work. You know, you've got to find what sparks joy in you and then follow that because you're going to be a lot more likely to find success and daily bouts of happiness if you follow that thing that really warms your heart up. Like if it's whatever it is, if it's a sport or if it's a creativity thing, or maybe it's something that you've never tried before, you know, you could learn a new skill. You could go on to Skillshare, which is a great website mm -hmm. for these types of things. Or you could use Udemy or Masterclass and find a passion project or like invest in yourself 
And then you might learn more about who you are by trying something new. And I think to tie it all together, it's just what does your inner child not have? What did it not get? What what needs were unmet? What developmental stages were not mastered entirely? And you don't have to feel like, oh, I'm not good enough because I didn't master all my child developmental stages. Like, that's okay. Like a lot of us have unhealed things from our childhood. And that's the like, I feel like a lot of people that talk about wellness and spirituality and every, everything that we are talking about as well, want to talk about it in a way that's just like, yeah, positive vibes only, and that's it. And we don't do any work on ourselves. And we're just self-heal by just like having a nice bath and a face mask. And that's it. Like self-healing requires a lot of work and a yeah, lot of ugliness. Yeah. Like it's a lot of ugliness. You have to read a lot of things about psychology to understand it, which doesn't have to be that complicated because there's loads of easy books on it. And then do exercises like me and Dan did for quite a few, like a year and a bit. Um, healing Sundays where every Sunday we did like a bit of work that we considered to be healing so maybe like reading the workbook different workbooks and doing exercises out of them doing things that we find online CBT um, like exercises stuff like that just like because people I feel like everyone wants to just be like yeah I'm fine like everything's good but you know you don't feel good so if you don't feel good what are you actually doing about it do you know what I mean like are you actually just going to be like I don't feel good and that's okay. I'm just going to wake up every morning, drink a coffee and go to work and then come home, complain about my day and then do it all again tomorrow. Or are you going to like think, okay, I'm obviously not feeling my best. How can I feel my best so I can live my best life? That's it's it. so true. And to be honest, I'm a culprit of this. Even since we started doing this podcast, I'm like, okay, I'm going to manifest more. Okay, I need to finish this, this uh, badass book and gain some more confidence um and even sort of planning to do the things we've talked about today I feel like I want to do all this and then it's like okay I'm I don't have time now I'll make some time in a couple of days make a plan that day comes and I don't and then I make some kind of excuse and I think it's honestly because I'm scared of going through the ugliness and knowing it's not going to be nice that it actually stops me from doing it yeah yeah I mean that is definitely has been true for me in the past for sure like I mean, there was a time where I was scared that if I cried about things that had happened in my past, that I would never stop crying. And that was a genuine fear. Like, it sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? But I genuinely believe that if I cried, because I'm always somebody in my life, I've been somebody that if I start crying about something, I'll stop within a minute because I don't let myself cry too much because there's been a lot of pain in my life. And I thought if I start sobbing, I could just not stop sobbing. And so... I went to therapy for like two years and never cried once in front of him except for like a couple of tears running down my face but which is ridiculous but I can understand feeling scared to go through to go through it because to be honest it's not easy like doing all this work and looking at like really looking at yourself the way that we're suggesting to everyone listening to do is is scary and it is difficult and it can be cringy and it can be uncomfortable but it doesn't take as long as it took for the damage to be done for the damage to be undone. So Mm -hmm. if you just try, you might not like what you find out straight away, but you also could find out that in 20 years and then you've got 20 more years of not liking exactly what's been going on and not being happy about it. 
So yeah. there's no time like the present. I mean, I always used to kind of be like, you know, I'll do all this healing work when I've got a bit of time because I can't really start doing it when I'm working full time because then I, like, I'll just be depressed and everything will be difficult. But at the end of the day, if you just give it a little bit of time, either like once a week or every day where you say, okay, I'm going to do this activity that helps me feel better every day. And you don't really make it a choice to say, am I going to do that today? You just do it. You might find life a lot easier. Like it could just be that every day you wake up and for the first five minutes that you're awake while you're in the toilet, you read a couple of pages of your book. And then you already then feel motivated to feel like, you know, what's going on. Are you okay? But yeah, like, I just feel if you let it be a little bit every day, it can help you feel like you're giving time to yourself, which makes you feel more support for yourself which in turn helps you in like support yourself and be proud of yourself and do things that make you more motivated and more successful but also will help you move forward in life like you can't move forward while a lot of things are still holding you back and if the things that happened to you when you were like four are still holding you back in some ways now isn't it easier to deal with it now than it is to leave it and some of some people might find it easier to do this kind of stuff with a therapist but when you get like workbooks like this, like the Inner Child Workbook by Catherine L. Taylor, you're able to do it little bit by little bit. And it doesn't have to be all the time. If you don't feel like you've got good times to do it very often, then once a month, sit and do it for an hour. Or, you know, it doesn't have to be like, right, I'm doing this now. And then I'm going to do it all this week. And then that's going to be it. Like these things are long-term developments, but it doesn't have to require loads of like focused energy. It can be okay, I'm considering this in my head. How did I feel when I was that age? Was there somebody that was there to support me? Did I have this? Did I feel well-rounded at the time? Was I scared? What made me unhappy? What was the worst thing that happened that year? And if those things kind of add together, you might find that you can do the healing work without having to sit and actively do it. But I recommend that you do sit and actively do it because why not? Like, it feels hard, but it's definitely worth it in the end because then you it's such a good idea what what you were saying that you and Dan do is that you used to do it every Sunday like that's even if it's two hours on a Sunday afternoon or a Sunday morning or something that's a great time or even especially at the moment like it's lockdown like a lot of people are working from home (laughs) or we don't have much to do and even though it's uncomfortable to do I feel like maybe it's a good like, time to be lot, doing it during the pandemic. Yeah, it's a good just... time of lots we do. I mean, some people might be too down to do it right now or, or affected by a lot of things or death or, or you know, like their own mental health suffering. But it could also be a great time in terms of like, you don't really have to go out. You're not necessarily expected to get up and go out if you are really struggling with the emotions it's bringing up when you're doing it or what, what you're finding out about yourself, mm-hmm. you know, so... Yeah, I think it's probably a, a really good time to do it or, or to set yourself a day of the week or a couple of hours to do it is a really good yeah. idea, especially for someone like me who I don't really have a routine and I always want to get X, Y and Z done and then don't because I haven't planned it yeah, out. Oh, having a routine, I always used to think to myself, I am such a spontaneous person, I will never have a routine. And my whole life is pretty much routine now because when you have a routine, if you're somebody that's a bit indecisive about your day-to-day things if you have a routine it doesn't have to be for the whole day but like if you have a routine for what you do for the first two hours you're awake and the last two hours you're awake or what you do between four and six or whatever instead of having to decide every day should I do some yoga today or should I go for a run today or should I read a self-help book you'll just think okay every day I wake up I do my affirmations I do this 
I read 10 minutes of a book. I set a timer and write, write in my journal for 10 minutes. And then I do this exercise because I love my body and I want to give it as much nutrition and health as it can possibly have. And that's nothing to do with being like self-hating, but more to do with like self-motivating. I think it can make a massive difference. I honestly feel like reading or like consuming media of any sort of kind that reminds you, maybe it's autobiographies by people that have done the same thing, or maybe it's workbooks or maybe it's self-help books or whatever, or maybe it's just fiction. Things where people have worked things out will inspire you to be able to work yourself out and it can give you like the boost you need. And I just, I personally just think if you have a de designated time to do something, you don't have to make the conscious decision to do it or not do it. You just do it because it's not a question of, Very true. shall we do that today? I can't really be bothered. You just do it and then it's over and you actually feel more energized from it. And also with the sitting with your emotions thing that you were saying about before, like having a problem with doing it at the moment, I actually feel like sit, like you have to kind of, when the feelings come flooding in, and this is something I've struggled with so much because like I was saying before, I blocked a lot of my feelings out when I was younger. It's really hard to say, I'm just going to feel sad right now. But if you kind of put the welcome mat out for your feelings and say, come on in, I'm going to say to myself, and this sounds a bit crazy, but to me, it works. If you say to yourself, all right, I'm going to feel sad about this for the next hour. And that doesn't mean you can't continue to feel sad about it sometimes or even then, but it's just a good way for yourself to say, I'm going to sit here and cry and cry and cry and cry and cry and cry and write about how sad I am and write about how shitty it is that that happened to me or that I'm not feeling happy about this or that these people did this or whatever. If you just let it all out for that amount of time, you might then feel like you don't need to then feel like it anymore if you actually accept the feeling there and then. But for me, when I was in my teens, it was like, okay, let me have a drink, let me have a smoke, whatever, to cover up the feelings because it became overwhelming without that. And it becomes a thing that you rely on as a way to like cope with the feelings. But if you learn how to sit with your feelings, even if it is uncomfortable the first few times, then you won't have that problem as much in the future. And everyone's gonna have feelings all the time for the rest of their life. So you might as well make it easier for yourself to sit with feelings by training yourself. All this stuff we talk about every episode is all practicing how to feel more on top of things when it comes to you. So that when life comes and hits you, it's not a big spiral into like a big black hole rock bottom like it has been for me multiple times. It's instead- Got the methods to deal with message. it. Yeah, like you're making it so that you're ready. It's like putting on armor by coping with feelings that you've had in the mm. past so that you're ready to cope with the things that you have in the future and all of that will allow you to become a more intentional and deliberate version of yourself that can handle things and can get everything done and be the be the person that you want to be and you know own that horse ranch or whatever it is that you dream <laughs> of having in your life you can do it love it right yeah. I feel like there's a lot of stuff I want to work through and mm. when I learned about it before yeah. about forgiveness and when you're a child and stuff was EFT which can relate apparently you should teach children EFT because it's an amazing way for them to learn yeah. how to deal with their emotions and things like that and then they can obviously use that as a coping mechanism for the rest of their life but yeah. I really want to get back into that as well I, like I just want a routine of like, like all this badass boss things I do and then I, I make one one week when I'm really like oh and then I just I just never do it it's like even like I've 
kind of going to set myself my own challenge either mm. from the weekend or from Monday just for one week where I go to bed at the same time and I get up at the same time so I can do these things I keep saying I want to do because the thing is that you're literally talking about right now not keeping promises to yourself you keep because you're promising too much to yourself you're trying to do too many things at once you're trying to say I'm going to wake up on Monday and I'm going to eat nothing but healthy food I'm going to go for two runs and I'm going to do yoga and I'm going to meditate and I'm going to do everything start with one thing and do that oh my one god jazz do if you knew how much this was me, like my friends at work used to get so mad at me because he's like, for fuck's sake, Shah. They were like, we've written a list of all the things you've said you're going to do since you've started. Or like, and like, let you me show you You don't need to say all those things to yourself because it will be much easier to keep the promises to yourself if you just choose one thing one. and do that one thing for a small amount of time every day at the same time so it's easy to remember. If you look at this, I don't know if you can see because it's so bright. But like two weeks ago, I was like, I'm going to boss my day. And this is an alarm for like every 15 15 minutes for about three hours where I was going, where I planned out my routine. I know. like That's not going to help you get anything done. Like you don't need to do that. Start a routine one thing at a time per week. So for this week, choose one thing. Do you know what I mean? Choose one thing for one week. Do that one thing every day for one week. Once you've done that, add a second. Right, I need to just do one thing and do it well. And even and then the other when you day, do that, you'll promise it. You'll 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 realize you kept that promise to yourself, and you'll feel happy. And then you'll do that one thing. You'll do another thing on top of yeah, that. Yeah, that's so true. That's why I want to get, get more things done sooner. <laughs> and have like two separate lists. So a list of like things that need to get done in terms of like this podcast stuff, things mm-hmm. on my Instagram, like career kind of things mm. and then also things like habits I want to do so I want to start manifesting every day mm. I would like to work on things I need to give myself in my past and this kind of thing we're talking about now mm. and setting intentions I want to be doing yoga every day because I'm one because I'm in pain and two to like reconnect with the kind of mm. I guess spiritual me that I used you know that you have like, inside you yeah that I used to do and I don't yeah. anymore um and I want to be exercising more for my body and I want to get on top of my diabetes I want to be doing my Spanish or my German again do you remember when we used to speak I I did it like was it like 56 days in a row or something and then I stopped <laughs> it's annoying um, when you do that I just think the thing is Shara is like what in my opinion you, you've got to do it and this is something I've been so like down for before like there's been loads of times in my life where I've like been on like a 300 calorie diet for like a really long time which is very 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 unhealthy and obviously mentally unwell but anyway and and like but I've been trying to be like oh yeah and I'm also going to exercise for three hours a day or 45 minutes like when you're first starting to do something just do like if you're going to start doing yoga there's yogas on yoga with Adrian on YouTube where it's literally five minutes and instead of going up I fucking pay for and I just don't use it yeah like I'm going to do oh I'm going to do a full full body workout core and everything for 45 minutes for the first time no build up to it you don't go from like when you're when you're trying to do like couch to 5k you don't just run 5k you do like I run for five minutes then I run for 10 minutes then I run for 10 15 you know what I mean like it's actually like one minute up every time that's the same as what you need to do for all the different things you want to do because otherwise like all the shit that I say to you now are I do my affirmations I do this I do this I hope you don't think I've just woken up one day and been like, I'm going to do all those things because that's not what's <laughs> happened. Over a long period of the last three years, I've added one thing in every day. Not every day, over like, so for example, I think the first thing I started doing was affirmations maybe. Or maybe it was a gratitude list. It was one of them too. And I did that maybe most days a week for like three or four months before I started doing anything else. 
it would have been quite a long time where that was the only thing I was doing. I was just like, right, I'm going to do this. And it's more about doing one thing consistently to teach yourself that you can trust yourself and that you're going to keep doing those things. And it is to say, I promise myself, oh, I'm going to eat a salad and I'm going to read 500 books by the end of the year. And this, because it's just not reasonable. It's, 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 it's like, it's, it's such an unrealistic expectation of yourself. I know. And then you feel guilty and bad about yourself for yeah. not being good enough to do those things when really you've just been ridiculous about what you've set. So you just set one small task. If you can do that one small task, then you can move on to another task. Prove okay, why don't we set me in this podcast a year, you can do it as well if you want, a year challenge from Ooh. now on. It's March, April, May, June, July, August, and October, November. Okay, I've got nine months, the equivalent of brewing a child, okay? <laughs> And every month I can allow myself to do a new thing to do with, I don't know what we call this, I guess, self-improving. Self-life. Or... Self-love. Yeah. Self-love. Being intentionally Self-love. me, learning to yeah. be intentionally me. And every month I can add something new, but maybe only adding something new if I've stuck to the one I've done before. Yeah, that's 100% right. So don't do anything new unless you've done it consistently, but also be reasonable about what you said okay and you guys can all hold me accountable to this and literally hear it live on the airwaves <laughs> and you can as well jazz yeah definitely i think it's a good way to do it like add one thing in i mean you can either do it one thing per month or you can do it yeah so like maybe you want to do one thing per month but for the first week you do that but the same thing but like first level of doing that thing so if it's like you want to start exercising every day and you're starting it in april for example for the first week exercise every day for five minutes or whatever you think is like a small amount but reasonable that that even if you're feeling really unwell like even if it's a day where I've been sick and I'm really like poorly 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 and I think okay can I do five minutes though try and think to yourself what is an actual thing that even if on my worst day I could still do and then do that and then the next week maybe you want to do 10 minutes and even then on days where you're not feeling as well I would just say okay I get a pass because I have multiple chronic 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 illnesses I don't have to do it but you maybe you write yourself a number of passes for the month you think okay this month I'm only allowed to have this many passes used for days because of my chronic illnesses and then you say to yourself okay maybe it's 10 out of 30 because they can affect you a lot or do you know what I mean but you allow Were it you to talking do about this the other day or did I read this somewhere else? I don't know if I was talking about it the other day, but what I've seen this I've seen this somewhere, I think on Instagram, and I was like, that is such a good idea. And it means like at the end of the month you still feel like you've achieved stuff, but you know you've also given your body a break when it's needed to, without feeling guilty, kind of thing. Exactly. To me, it's something that I deal with quite a lot with trying not to make myself feel guilty about something. If I say to myself, I do yoga every day, but then there are some days where I'm so unwell that I can't even move out of bed, then I say to myself, it's okay because every other day you do it and today you're just unwell. But if you are constantly breaking the promise to yourself because you got drunk the night before, that's not the same. Do you know what I mean? Like you have to say to yourself, even if I got drunk, I'm still going to do it. And what me and Dan do a lot of the time is like this morning, for example, before we did any of our usual morning routine, Dan went to the shop because we didn't have a few things that we needed for the first thing in the morning which doesn't usually happen and then when we when he got back from the shop he was like oh can we just skip yoga today I was like are you feeling unwell he was like no I was like then no but we'll do an easier one and we did one that was like 11 minutes which is a you know quite significantly shorter than other ones but 
we try and do that as often as possible where if we're not feeling up to it and we don't we don't do a hard one we don't do one where there's loads moving about we do more of like a moving meditation where it's just like you know do a few things like follow different videos there's loads of videos you can follow and you can even just do it yourself as you know but I feel like it's about being reasonable with yourself and that comes easier when you love and respect yourself and you think I'm okay and I deserve it and I am important. I do you know what? I feel like I need to come and stay with you and Dan for a week and just be like, Ooh. get me up at this time, make me do your morning routine, find <laughs> your evening routine, and I will come back a better bitch. The thing is, like, it's it's helped because it didn't used to be like this, but over time I started to kind of show Dan how those things were important to me, and the fact that he now does them with me makes it yeah, I much love that. easier because there's never a time where. Like we just do it, like we're both doing it. So we just do it. Like it's not like, is it a question? It's like, right. It's like if you woke up, if you said to you and Stevie, oh, every morning we're gonna go for a run first thing. When you wake and up and you get out of bed, you're gonna put your like, trainers on and then you just both yeah. go in. Like it's not like a shall we or do you mind if we or how are you feeling? It's it's just like this is what we usually do. And That's if it's wants to change, you change that. We're we're quite different people and that would just never <laughs> happen. And with where he like where not never say never obviously but mm-hmm. with the way he works and different hours and things sometimes he comes home at like 11 p.m that's when I'm going to be going to bed yeah and I can't expect him to go to bed and get up with me at six because yeah. he hasn't wound down or any anything yeah, you know same opportunity to wind down but I would really love if we did some of this stuff together like I'd find it so I I'm so empowered by other people and I also like people holding me accountable because I that's very much stress. will quit myself I'll be like oh I can't be asked oh my endo's bad there we go bye I won't bother yeah um, and whereas when there's someone else like no come on then I'm like I always want someone else there to motivate me which is a bit of a cheater's attitude I think it's like no, but I'm, I'm just the same as that. holding myself accountable like this is for me not for them so it always helps to have somebody to hold you accountable that is like a really important part of like achieving any kind of goal but I think it's difficult because maybe there's like one thing out of the types of things you want to do that you and Steve could do at the same time every day even through him having shifts and stuff you know even if it's like I don't know it depends what kind of thing but maybe it could just be sitting quietly in like he might not agree with being spiritual but the the effects the benefit the beneficial effects of doing meditation of any kind even if it's like a five minute guided meditation is proven to make you more successful in every type of way so if if he's being extra Every day, just you could say to him, oh, what I really would like is if there was one activity out of all the activities that I like to do that are to self-develop myself. Um, would you do this one activity with me? That would mean a lot to me. We could do it every night at midnight, so you're always home, and it's just a five-minute thing. Or it doesn't have to be at midnight, but you know what I mean? Like, there's a five-minute yeah, yeah, yeah. where we both sit with the phone on on YouTube and close our eyes and sit quietly and literally just meditate for five minutes like literally just think or just not think or you know what I mean you know what meditating is but if there was one thing you could find to do with him that might help grow that part of it yeah so do you feel like you can do those types of things with him and also make it feel like you're not as embarrassed about it because that was something that I struggled with a lot with Dan in the past like I always felt like he probably thinks I'm a bit weird like why do I yeah I'm like yeah like I'm that's why I went here with my like full back of... a little bit of yeah exactly you just need to go in there you walk around what <laughs> no I was saying I've actually I'm I'm now here with my full rack of witches herbs in my studio which is what was taking the piss out of but I, I know it <laughs> I feel like there was a time where I felt like I couldn't 
like he wouldn't be interested in doing those things and he did vocalize that originally but then now over time I've been like this thing really helps me and he's done it and he's been like actually quite like doing it <laughs> do you know what I mean like oh, I love it oh, you when you try something you do end up sometimes liking it and sometimes you just feel like I'm put off of doing that because I've always believed that that's daft or nonsense or whatever but yeah anyway he's very stubborn so that's what makes those kind of things difficult but anyway that's why I want to get him that book so he can read it and then I think that's a really good way to start uh recommendations this week are the book I've already been speaking about the inner child workbook by Catherine L Taylor um obviously that has plenty of actions exercises and information so that you can evaluate who and where and why you have been in the past and how you can be a more healed version of yourself in the future another book that I found really helpful personally was Parent Yourself Again by Yong Hang Chan um it's a really really useful small book where it talks all about how you can be your own parent obviously and then the power of intention by Wayne Dyer which I have spoken about a couple of times but I feel like it's so relevant to our podcast um yeah just buy that book well <laughs> um and then one book that I don't actually own but I did think about buying and I probably will get is called the self-discovery journal 200 questions to find who you are and what you want out of all areas of life by Gerald Confienza uh and I thought that sounded quite good Oh, you've got your mute on. Oh, sorry. It's like, oh, that's a hard, a hard sounding to say. Yeah, it was. I'd mess that up. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I also recommend looking up the words self-discovery on YouTube. There's some great uh self-journaling prompts videos, one by somebody called Lavender that's quite good. You can also see a lot of things about the importance of self-investigation um on TED Talks which I love and honestly yesterday I sent Char like 25 links <laughs> just think it's a bit yeah ridiculous. literally I'm, I'm getting through them but some of them are really good guys so definitely definitely go and watch and it's simple to find them I mean maybe at some point we can put together a like a link list of things where mm-hmm. We can just have like, these are all the TED Talks that I find helpful. These are all the different things. But for now, I recommend you just type in TED Talks self-discovery on YouTube and re- watch as many as you can because you might think, what's the importance of that? But when you kind of realize how important it is to know who you are and the ability that it gives you to set intentions for the future, you'll be able to achieve the life you want quicker and with more love more excitement (laughs) so out of all the fiction books you've read what would you say has the best journey of self-development in it like which character has blossomed and changed in their in their journey that you you've enjoyed their reading that oh that's an interesting one I'm gonna have to get my thinking cap on sorry no pressure so one I'm thinking of that is like really great and well known and everything is like Harry Potter and Ron and Hermione and how they grow up and progress but one that's probably influenced me and one that I've resonated and a book that I absolutely love I think I mentioned on the previous podcast is Eat Pray Love by Elizabeth Gilbert Mm. and that book has kind of inspired me to take my sort of own journey look at myself and that's like kind of what inspired me to start manifesting and stuff um and she obviously like goes through kind of like a hard time in her life and then if you've not read the book she goes to different countries um so Italy which is what they eat is based on um Indonesia which is what the prey is on and love which I don't remember <laughs> somewhere else 
Um, <laughs> and she explores all these in different ways. Oh, I think the last one's Thailand or Bali. Oh, nice. Um, maybe don't put that bit in the podcast because I feel like I'm telling this all wrong. But Eat, Pray, Love, she goes on like a journey of self-discovery after going through a divorce and everything and travels to these three places and discovers these sort of three things and it kind of changes her life and she's even then written a second book called Committed which I haven't read yet and that's kind of more fiction wait which one's fiction fiction's like fake stories yeah yeah okay which is more non-fiction than fiction Mm. and it's more actually about the stories of her life rather than kind of writing it as a story which eat pray love is more about although it is about her Mm. and um apparently that's really interesting and sort of shows how these things that happened in eat pray love and at these times in her life and the things she did Mm. like changed her and have now affected her her life so is that yeah is that elizabeth gilbert the same person who wrote big magic that's like a non-fiction book but that's really recommended by everyone all the time I've actually not read it but I think I went to buy it on Amazon once and it was like 25 quid I was like nah <laughs> I could be lying though sorry everyone who listening. she has quite a few books so I'm pretty sure it is her I've always seen people recommend that um memoir oh big magic yeah yeah, yeah. that's yeah. written by her and also a popular one at the moment is city of girls oh, um yeah. but yeah eat pray love is known as a memoir sorry so okay I've got the word memoir 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 okay well, thank you for sharing that with me about Eat, Pray, Love. I, didn't, I haven't actually read or watched it, to be honest, but I feel like I I've really like now recommend it to me twice. I'm going to have to. Um, I really like it. It, can, it. I quite liked it because it's like quite rom-com-y, quite feel-good, which is the kind of thing I like, but yeah. it has, you know, like kind of darker reflections on it about her life, and you can obviously Google and look at it and read her in like next book, which kind of tells you more about behind the book. Obviously, the film is very like nice and rom-commy it's got julia roberts in it so she plays her yeah so yeah definitely or go and check that out if you haven't already yeah i think it's like because it's important to remember to yourself as well like when you're developing your knowledge or experience or thoughts or concepts or theories about self-discovery it's not always things that you'll find in a self-help book although i personally used to hate the term self-help book and would never read them and then since my life changed quite a lot realized that actually they are really useful and there's a lot of good insights but a lot of it is what it means to you and the reason I asked you that question about fiction is because I feel like when it's a fiction book you can usually take on the story in a more personal way even though it's not about you it's like a way of connecting to something that you can kind of see for its full picture whereas a lot of the time when it's in your own life if you're reading a self-help book for example sometimes you feel like that's not me what and that can make you feel like defensive I'm and very when you're reading defensive. a fiction book right. it can help you feel closer to the idea and yeah. recognize points that might help you in your life but without it being directly about you so on that note though I feel like you're grow glowing and going right now just by looking at your beautiful face so let's talk oh. about our grow glow and go segment Today, I am personally, one second. Today, I feel like I am really grateful for the internet, which I know like we've had the internet for a long time now and it's, you know, so what kind of thing. But I feel when you're having a conversation with somebody and it's like, oh, what season of survival was that person on? 
and it's you know one of you saying it was season four and one of you saying no it's season seven and then you know you're right but there was no internet you wouldn't be able to prove it but now <laughs> when you're right about something everyone gets to know everyone gets to know oh no you were right no this sounds bad but it's more also like this is the best way to explain that you're you're happy with the internet because i can prove i'm fucking right all the time i feel like everyone knows that that is the true great use of the internet is just proving that you're right about things in a conversation but i also think it's just cool because like you can literally just google anything you can google anything and you can just find out the answer and people do have you ever played that game where it's like things people have googled it's all just like random shit that's what i'm grateful for what are you grateful for okay mine's actually pretty similar this week i am grateful for always learning and education and that can relate to the internet right now if you don't know something you can just google whatever you want or you can sign up to a webinar or a course yeah like today just speaking to you on this zoom call Mm. recording this podcast I've learned a lot about my inner child and sort of self-discovery yes um but yeah so the reason I wrote this is because I actually feel like I've been learning so much in the last couple of weeks just from doing this podcast and a lot of it has been you know, we've obviously had to research to record this podcast and me and Jasmine have had other chats to discuss what we're talking about. Yeah. And also not even that element, although I've learned so much there, which is amazing, but also, you know, how to create a successful podcast and yeah. how to make Bro. certain graphics. And, you know, so I feel like in the last- How to edit of- audio. It's something I never knew I was yeah. doing this. Literally. Sorry, guys. Still working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Still practicing. <laughs> how to not have- zoom interruptions with wi-fi but anyway how to get um, internet in your house <laughs> literally don't live in the say you're grateful for internet because your internet is shit <laughs> yeah pretty much no offense to studio um, <laughs> yeah so guys it's so true though um but yeah so i'm just grateful for all the education i've ever had the education i'm going to continue to have because you know we are very very privileged to have an education it's not available in every country in the world and people who want to learn or want to learn and western cultures can literally be killed for it um mm. but yeah so i am just very blessed to be able to learn whenever i want at the tip of my tip of my fingertips is tip that what i said yeah but like having it right there at my fingertips so yeah i'm really grateful for education and and learning and continuing to learn that's a great one and what's your intention for this week okay my intention is to figure out my intentions and based off this yeah, podcast who I am what I want and to be able to create a healthy routine and steps that I'm going to take to do all the things I want to do as we've mentioned earlier I don't know if you're gonna add that in the podcast so if you're not just cut that last bit out okay. um and yeah just try and invest a bit more time in me and not be embarrassed or ashamed about it or worried about the emotions that that might bring up yes. and just yeah figure out who I am what I want and sort of take more steps to do that and get a bit organized that's so my intention, intention what is to, yeah your intention is to get clarity on what you want and who you want to be yeah basically and and take some active steps towards that yes I love that um, what about you yeah my intention for this coming week is to spend like an hour a day and I used to do this all the time but since we started doing the podcast I have just been way busier um so my intention for this coming week is to spend an hour a day painting and dancing and feeling free so like putting music on while I'm painting basically doing the active opposite of sitting at a desk as I've been so like laptop focused recently like phone focused I love that just kind of get free you know like you just set me a challenge for recently I feel like 
going to do a bit more of that, get a bit more. Yay! Get my painting shirt on and just get covered in paint and be like, yeah, whatever. Cool. I love that. And what is your challenge for me this week? What you challenge me to do? What's your go section? My go section. Okay, my challenge for you this week is to spend a bit more time getting to know your inner child. If you've not done that recently, then I want you to work on that again or go over things you already know, but just remind yourself. Mm. I'm happy about that. I can definitely talk for ages about it. It's just obviously I've got to figure out what's the best way to like put that into two minutes, but I will. I'll figure it out. Yeah, and don't, um, if you don't have to put like, loads of super personal stuff in and whatever if you don't want that's okay i'll be all right with it it can be longer than two minutes by the way i just (laughs) sorry what is your challenge my challenge for you is to identify your top two love languages which we obviously spoke about already and then spend time filling your own love tank with self-love activities so you know if it's receiving gifts get yourself a gift etc but i want to hear how you've given yourself love into your love tank from your love languages bish bash bosh love it thank you for setting me those challenges Shar. i'm really looking forward to doing them and i know you're looking forward to doing yours yeah let's end this episode now really i'm excited about all the things we've spoken about and i can't wait to hear if everybody who's been listening has found this helpful or you know too much information in one or whatever feedback you've got listeners we'd like to hear it so yeah please do share guys engage with us on instagram if you want to dm us anything or even email us at intentionallypodcast at gmail.com if you don't use instagram we really want to hear your feedback your comments your thoughts if there's anything better we can do if there's anything you can relate to um, then please please do let us know yeah we love you very much and that's it love you bye, bye. <laughs> that's the end of today's episode thanks for coming to listen to intentionally you for more info and banging content check us out on instagram at intentionally you podcast and to engage with us about anything we've mentioned today slide into our dms if you enjoyed today's episode please comment rate and share as it really helps get us out there we'll catch you in our next episode until then stay blessed and remember to grow glow and go and be intentionally you